Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast with Piet Coleman and Travis Dole. The scene, a small town in Czechoslovakia known as Čelakovica. The year, 1966. A homeowner is digging in his garden. He discovers a series of human bones. It's really hard for him to believe that this could be a crime scene because it's in the middle of nowhere. And there's not anything built around it. No churches, no town square, no cemetery of any kind. The police were called in to investigate. These bones? Well, these bones were not just recent bones. They were centuries old. And it was clear that this was no small cemetery and it was no small discovery. There was something afoot here. A local archaeologist, Yaroslav Spachek, was called in to examine the bones and really kind of give an idea about better dating or what they were all about. There were about 14 bodies in all, so we're talking a mass area of, of people. They were all adult remains, no children. Spachek soon had the idea that maybe anti-vampire methods were used to keep the bodies in one place. These bodies had been weighted down by rocks. Some of them even had nails driven through their skulls, through their cranium. All the bodies had been decapitated, one by one and the heads were placed facing downwards away from the surface. This meant anti-vampire techniques to many people, including Spacek. The burial ground was estimated to be approximately about a thousand years old, dug at a time when the area had no houses or other buildings, and the ground had basically not been consecrated. And Travis, that might be one of the most important parts of this discovery, that it had nothing to do with the church graveyard. Mm-hmm. Way back then, the locals, they... They clearly, it was important to them that these 14 people were buried far away out in the sticks and, um, again, you know, unconsecrated ground. And it was clear that they were worried that they would come back. Hence the the rocks and the the decapitations, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's not good. There was another body similar found near St. Vitus Cathedral right downtown in in the castle of Prague. And this body, which was a woman, she basically had her her hands bound behind her back, and then she was also weighted down with stones. This is uh, not just Prague, and Chelikovice is 25 miles or 25 kilometers from Prague, but in all of Austria-Hungary at the time, uh, for for centuries there was this belief, this kind of uh, widespread belief in vampire sightings and vampirism, and. One example, it got so bad in the 18th century in parts of Hungary and elsewhere in the Austro-Hungarian Empire that, you know, there was reports of vampire epidemics. I mean, it got so out of hand. And part of this is according to mental floss now. So they 
responded by exhuming and driving stakes through the hearts of the recently deceased in rural graveyards, okay? Now, the Empress of Austria, she kind of started her own personal investigation into looking into, you know, whether vampires were real and, and the credibility of these stories. And she finally came to the conclusion that this was just mere superstition. And she outlawed opening and desecrating graves. And that miraculously put the end, put, a, put an end to this epidemic. Yeah, what right? does that tell you? You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, superstitions ran wild. And unfortunately, I mean, we, we kind of have this tongue-in-cheek sort of attitude with this particular show today because uh, it seems kind of ridiculous. But at the time, superstitions ruled ruled regions. As we're saying, these yeah. are, this is a giant region of, of the empire. And on top of that, it makes you think more about the burning of witches, well, right? I mean, it all kind of comes yeah. together with this superstition issue. Well, in, in the case with vampires, it didn't come out of nothing. So they, they did have some reasons to to believe that they would come back after they were dead. Um, obviously, you know, we know that they it, they came to the wrong conclusions. But uh, one example is tuberculosis, okay? So... Yeah, Travis, some, what happens what, what happens with TB? What, what are well, some things that might lead to somebody thinking that someone might be possessed or have yeah, vampirism? Well, yeah, because some of the bodies did were found to, that they probably had tuberculosis. And... When you have tuberculosis, your your lungs you kind of bleed from the lungs, and you and it, your lungs slowly fill with blood, and you start to cough up blood. And in their case, they believed that these were vampire victims, and some unseen vampire was slowly sucking the blood out of them, like from their mouths. So you know, coughing up blood, they were they were victims, and it's not just tuberculosis victims, but uh, also, criminals, uh, people that either practice witchcraft or at least were, you know, thought to have practiced witchcraft, um, suicide victims, um, they all had this kind of belief, or the people had the belief in common about them that they weren't making it to heaven, and therefore they, there was a risk that they would come back. And, uh, yeah, steps were taken, let me put it that way, that this, that this wouldn't happen. This is not unfamiliar territory with with a lot of Europeans in their back in their back history of, of uh, especially the pagans. They would have a belief system, and this is pretty much the beginnings of what we talk about Halloween today uh, in North America. They had the same ideas, didn't they, Travis? That that the spirits you had to appease the spirits after they died because if you didn't appease them with, you know, uh, sweets or money or something else, that they would come back and do something harmful to you. Yep. All right, so so Samhain, you know, on, on the eve of Samhain, uh, this this is what they would do. And so this goes back, you know, thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of this, you know, this really, really drip, dripping with supernatural uh, feeling here in Europe. And uh, it wasn't just, it, was, it just wasn't something that was put towards witchcraft. We're talking about vampires here. Well, yeah. You know, I so find that very interesting. Why you know? would they, so if you exhume a, a body, what were they looking for? Why did they believe in this kind of thing? Well, the main things they would start looking for is they would look at the fresh corpse and they would see if the cheeks were rosy and the lips were red. Mm -hmm. They would also look for growing nails or hair, something that, that after several days or weeks that they would see noticeably longer hair or fingernails that were longer. Yeah. Um, and then also maybe the shroud that they usually put over the face that might have been eaten away you know, yeah. or, or dissolved. That would have said something that maybe there's something supernatural going on in the ground here. Unfortunately, all this happens to uh, normal corpses and part of uh, forensic pathology. We know this 
from yeah. science that there are reasons for this, Travis, right? We yeah. talk about, you know, wh why is it that, that hair looks like it grows and fingernails grow? Well, yeah, it happens all, it ha I mean, it happens all the time. The, like, for instance, the fingernails and, and um, the teeth getting bigger and hair growing is just that when you die, your skin recedes. So it looks like your fingernails are growing. They're not. Your hair also doesn't grow, but your, your skin's receding. So even if you're clean-shaven, then you start to have stubble again. And so that's, that's pretty suspicious. The bloated corpses you mentioned, like, like the fresh corpses, right? So they were you know, not decomposed. Well, uh, you, know, you think of a corpse, you think of them as like pale white. But the problem is, is that in, in some corpses, the blood actually gets pushed to the surface of the skin making them look like, you know, even healthier than in some cases they were in life, maybe, you know, having these rosy cheeks. And you might even, the, if blood capsules break or, you know, you start to uh, decompose a little bit, you might even have these really red lips or even blood in the mouth, right? So that's, um, yeah, that just kind of happens. It's, it's the, the, you know, the hemoglobin breaks down, it causing the shape and experience of, the shape and appearance of blood to change. So it just kind of, you know, makes you look even more alive, yet in a very creepy kind of vampiric way. So, you know, if you think about it, if you're out in the open and you decompose, you decompose. But when, you, when you're buried, you know, you have a, you know, you're protected, you're insulated, there's a constant temperature. Um, it just takes longer for the blood to dry up and, uh, you know, you just don't go as pale as fast. So you can dig them up a week later, and as long as they were buried fairly quickly, yeah, they, yeah, they look uh, pretty fresh. So to an untrained scientific eye, untrained scientific eye, mm -hmm. this, this would scream to you, this is supernatural um, uh, witchcraft or supernat yeah. supernatural activity that uh, you needed to take care of. Yeah, I now, mean, even yeah. the, the shroud, like, there, I've seen pictures where... They have a shroud over their face, and just around the mouth, there's a hole. And if they would see that, they, well, you know, they're eating their shroud. They're trying to get through it, or they're trying to slowly get sustenance to wake up again, right? But your mouth and your, you know, all your orifices is, is where the first part, the first time, or the, is where decom decomposition happens the quickest. So you have these bacteria around, and so the shroud might be the first part of the shroud that decomposes would be right in front of your mouth. So... Yeah, it's all, it all kind of paints this creepy, gruesome picture. And, um, but, you know, obviously, Czech Republic is not the only place where these things happen, right? It, it's not. You know, I, I think with some of the things we talk about, Bram Stoker's Dracula, it, Budapest was actually the gateway to, to uh, Eastern Europe yeah. and, and, in the book. And we talk about, uh, of course, Transylvania. We talk about Vlad the Impaler in Romania. Not too far from the Czech Republic, but we talked about this in previous podcasts. People confuse this uh, quite a bit that they think that Czech Republic is basically Eastern Europe, and we have that same sort of yep. dark history. Not really. We have our own kind of dark history here, but it's it's not that kind of Dracula type dark history, uh, and we're kind of far removed from. Uh, we're Central Europe here in in uh, in Czech Republic. Our our neighbors here to the east, Slovakia, they have their own sort of uh, situation here with the the supernatural. In 1991, an archaeological an archaeological investigation of an ancient church of the Holy Trinity of Prostyov. Uh, discovered a crypt burial that, that was near the presbytery. And the coffin had iron bars around it. All right, maybe no big deal when you think about this, but it gets a little creepier. That The vampire supposedly could not tolerate the touch of iron. Yeah. I did not know that. 
Yeah. I, I, you know, there, there's we a heard, couple, there's we know, a couple we, of these, actually. We know garlic. We don't know if that's yeah. true. We know steak in the heart. Okay. Crucifix, they hate. Mm-hmm. But the iron, okay, well, that's, that's, new, that's new knowledge. Additionally, the, the, the legs were weighted down by stones, something similar we've seen in the Czech Republic, of course. And if that wasn't enough, the torso was severed from the legs, just to make sure. Yeah. yeah. All right? So yeah. they're not going to walk around. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could hover. I don't think they're thinking that far ahead. But let's just take off the legs and be sure. Yep. Right? Okay? The find was dated to be about around the 16th century. The burial was considered to be somewhat unusual because of the location in a church area. Right. But so it's consecrated. Exactly. Yeah. So this this wasn't the case that we, we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, right? This was, this was consecrated ground. But, you know, it has also been argued that the sanctity of being near this church and in consecrated ground may have brought extra protection to, to keep uh, vampires away and, and keep the corpses corpse. Yeah, so kind of the opposite reasoning between behind burning them in the woods, right? Right. Like, burying them in the church, that way... That's got to be better. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's something to think about. Now, you know, we go a little further north to our, our neighbor to the north uh, here in the Czech Republic. That's, that's the country of, of Poland. They have interesting stories there as well, Travis. Yeah, like for instance, in 2009 in Trafsko, there was another investigation of a medieval cemetery and... Again, so they found three graves. Two of the bodies were kind of middle-aged adults. And now the iron thing that you mentioned earlier, right. so this comes into play again because they had iron sickles placed right on their necks. And then the third body was kind of a little, you know, a little bit younger. And they had been tied up and, again, this heavy, you know, weighted down. But this time it was on their neck also. So a big, a big maybe they only had two sickles. So they used a big rock and, and weighed down the... The, the you know by the neck basically weighed him down, and this is again you know part of part of this iron uh, folklore if you will, and um, you know I just I had the thought that this would actually be pretty effective against zombies too right they wake up and then instantly crunk, decapitated uh, I, I hate zombies as, as if they were real. Um, but here's here's the thing. Well, of course, we, did, we just watched World War Z yesterday. Yeah, yes. Maybe that dates the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, my, I know, and I, I still I'm not getting. I'm getting over that. Well, you know, it, we we talked about Central Europe. We talked a little bit about Eastern Europe, of course. That's kind of known, and we talk about vampires. But we, let's look towards the Mediterranean and Greece. You know, in Greece in 1994, the Greek island of Lesbos near the city of Melitine, archaeologists investigated an old Turkish cemetery found a medieval skeleton buried in a crypt that was hollowed out and the ancient city walls, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the corpse had been literally nailed down to the grave, so they weren't playing around. Yep. Don't know if it was iron, but let's just assume that it was, because I'm thinking this fits, it fits, if it's what we're talking about by keeping these guys dead. All right, so imagine these, these iron spikes driven through the neck and the pelvis and the ankle. This cat wasn't going anywhere. The pelvis? Is that really necessary? <laughs> Really? Yeah, probably not. The body was almost certainly that of a Muslim, believed to have been one of the first corpses of a person other than a Christian to have been found treated in this manner. So, yeah. you know, there might have been something else going on beyond beyond that. Maybe it wasn't supernatural. Maybe it was a gr- uh, some kind of grunge, a uh, religious intolerance. At Pretty its, bad at its grunge. Height. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, when archaeologists find these things, their first place they go to is it must be a, super, a supernatural sort of ritual. That we're, mm-hmm. that we're experiencing here. Especially in the past, it's really been thought of an Eastern, like exclusively Eastern European thing, but they're finding more and more. For instance, there was one near Venice. This one was discovered in 2006 and found another kind of vampire burial. This, this time, the, it was a woman from the 16th century, and she was found in a cemetery full of plague victims. 
And I've seen this over and over. Uh, you know, if you go look online and just look for vampire burials, you'll see that they often have their mouth stuffed with mud or dirt so that that way they can't chomp down and start their you know, awakening process. Well, in this case, the one near Venice had a large brick rammed in her mouth. So that's, uh, that's good. And, and I've seen several pictures of like, you know, this gaping jaw with a big stone, mud, dirt, brick, just something to keep the mouth open there. Um, again, this comes back to the, the idea that they would chew through their burial shrouds. And again, I, we explained that, right? So it, it kind of decomposes first, and that's why they, they had that belief. So this was the measure they took a bet, a, against it. You know, this shows about Czech Republic, but um, just to kind of give you guys a wider context, that uh, it's not abnormal for this region. There were some actually in the UK, and which they said, oh, well, this can't be a vampire burial ground, because or a vampire grave, because uh, People didn't believe in vampires in the UK, and yet it looked really suspiciously, just because maybe it wasn't recorded, maybe it's just people that, you know, like an oral tradition, like, you know, people would talk about the undead. Maybe they didn't call it vampires, because that's a, it's a German word. Or a succubus. Yeah, maybe they, yeah. Right. So maybe they just, you know, a very similar belief, but just had a different name for it, and that's why it's not recorded. But they have found uh, vampire burials, you know, or let's say, you know, fear of the undead, type of burials, even in, in, in England and uh, Western Europe. So there you go. Well, you know, Travis, I think we're going to have to make that 20-mile 20, 20 trip or so down to uh, Celikovitsa. That's happening. Uh, we're doing You know, that. to do this, but I'm not going to go at night. It's not going to happen. Not going to do it. All right. Uh, we'll go in, the, in about noon. Sound good? Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Okay, that's, that in, sounds in fine. In the morning. In the morning. On a right? nice summer, <laughs> nice, sunny day. Nice summer, sunny day. Bring, bring some garlic. Uh, and whatever we find, we'll bring back to uh, our, our listeners on the podcast. And uh, it might not I'm, be a whole lot. I'm bringing but garlic, a big chain of cloves of it iron steaks and an iron sickle yes and they might look at us funny but we'll be prepared <laughs> i don't <laughs> I think, care what they think i think we'll be ready um there's there a couple sources that we definitely want to give tonight uh, in the research and that was also uh, a website uh, known uh, as sweet 101 also the uh, checkheritage.com website and one of my favorite publications that that uh, that I enjoy reading, either their their book publications or their or their magazine or online work, is mentalfloss.com. Uh, you might know them kind of a tongue-in-cheek sort of humor when it comes to world or or uh, other type of histories. So they had this information as well tonight. We hope we didn't creep you out too much. This might be a good episode to revisit sometime in the fall near Halloween or any time that you want to know more about vampires. Uh, which and, is any time. Which is any time. And uh, we hope to bring you more when we actually uh, make the trip down to uh, Chelikovitsa and see what we find out. Yep. Thanks for listening tonight. Yep. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the Bohemican Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes, and much more information about history, traditions, and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, and review, and don't forget to rate us. We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas, and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com. Or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemican Podcast, thank you for listening.